Hello. Welcome to another finger. It's been a while. This is a podcast about taking the lessons of mindful awareness off of the cushion and applying them to our daily lives. More directly, this is a podcast about pointing out ways of living mindfully day to day and moment to moment. Once again, I urge you to begin a daily meditation practice, as these deliberate moments of mindfulness will eventually work their way into your daily life. With a meditation practice, we are practicing mindfulness, which brings clarity and peace. We can gain insights into our lives and minds when we are still. Only when still does the water become clear. My last posting here was a 20-minute mindfulness of breathing guided meditation. The lack of introduction and closing was deliberate so that one could come back to this meditation over and over without having to skip through anything, while being open-ended if you wish to continue beyond the 20 minutes. This was the first guided meditation I have ever led and the first I've recorded. I hope you find it useful. I chose this particular meditation for its simplicity and ease of use. I have found breathing meditations quite helpful in calming the mind. This is done by recognizing the mind's tendency to continually throw things at you, which it will do relentlessly until something sticks. Seeing thoughts for what they are, arising and passing phenomena, like clouds or bubbles or waves, we are less likely to be carried away by them. While meditating on the breath, we will be captured by thoughts. Success in meditation is when we notice that we've been captured and gently return our attention back to the breath. When we do this, our thoughts simply unravel. This is mindfulness training. It is our thoughts which cause us to suffer most in life. More precisely, it is the attachment of our thoughts which contribute to our suffering. This is why it is important to create some space between our thoughts and our open, unconditioned awareness. This is accomplished through meditation practice. We are practicing the seeing of our thoughts for what they are, so that when these same thoughts arise in our daily lives, we can quickly identify them before we become carried away and sometimes enslaved by them. We have the tendency to attach a sense of self to these thoughts. We say, these are my thoughts. And as such, they have been endowed with a certain amount of respect and power. Our thoughts are not who we are. We are that which is noticing the thoughts. We are awareness itself. It is called unconditional awareness because it exists prior to judgments or concepts, all of which have become learned throughout our lives. We can access this open awareness anytime, but not until we know that it's there. We have spent a lifetime covering it over with opinions, ideals, and concepts, liking and disliking. But all of this is just more thinking more of that which is keeping our true openness obstructed. This is why we practice meditation. 
It is much easier to recognize these thoughts coming and going when we are still, waiting for them, expecting them, than it is to recognize them in the middle of a stressful or hectic day. As we practice this noticing while sitting, we naturally become better at noticing the arising of thought throughout our entire day. This not only benefits your mental well-being, but it benefits all of those around you as you become a kinder, gentler, and more compassionate person. Meditation is not a selfish endeavor. It is difficult in the beginning, just like learning any new skill. Stick with it and people around you will notice the difference. You will notice a difference. It is freedom from the random chaos of your mind. This is where the revolution begins, within yourself. Take control for the better. Enhance your quality of life. This episode is going to be short and simple. I want to show you how to have the best possible life no matter your current circumstances. You will not need to add anything, buy anything, or even learn anything. All you will need to do is that which you are already doing, but doing it differently. There are many tools you can use to better your life. Here I will mention three. Gratitude, attention, and discernment. They work together, and if you put them to use, they'll work for you. 1. Compare and Contrast We all compare. It is one of our greatest skills, for better or for worse. Yet we can use this skill to open our hearts and minds and establish an underlying sense of gratitude. Generally, we compare ourselves to others who have what we don't have or seem to have what we don't have. This comparison can motivate us to spend precious time and resources on achieving or attaining something that we don't need, won't use, or on something we have granted an inflated sense of importance to. In these mind states, it's hard to see and to be truly grateful for what we do have. This mindset creates a sense of lack within us. A sense of lack is never satisfied. It always needs more, simply because it sees that there is always more to have. But what really is lacking? By what standards are we measuring? Can we imagine a person who would consider their every dream answered if they were to step into our shoes? We can see right now many who have been displaced by war, and have lost nearly everything they have worked their entire lives for. Can we imagine what it would be like if we were to lose everything we have, everything we have worked for? Because we will eventually lose it all. That's the nature of the material world. It is the nature of the body and of the mind. We will lose it all. What would we miss the most? What would we be most grateful for if it were returned to us? We have the power to reframe our situation to see that we are among the luckiest people 
ever to have lived. In fact, we are beyond lucky to have been given this life. To even have the ears to listen to this and the mind to consider what is being said, these gifts too will fade. When we begin to be truly grateful for the most simple things, we can be satisfied with less. We have love, relatively good health, food, and shelter. Everything beyond that is extra. Many past generations lived fulfilled and satisfying lives with not much more than the necessities. So take your skill of comparing and use it not to show you what you don't have, but use it to show you all that you do have. Use it to build a sense of gratitude for having the privilege of being the only you in this entire world. Take this overwhelming sense of gratitude with you and let it radiate from you. Allow it to touch everything you do. 2. Be present. With the aid of mindfulness, use discernment to determine whether or not an action is worth performing. Sometimes our thoughts of past or future will motivate us to act in unskillful and selfish ways. We may adopt a whatever-it-takes attitude and fail to consider the harm we may be causing to those around us, friends and foe alike. Harm begets harm. Each one of us is living the consequences of our choices and actions. It is never too late to change the course of your life. In fact, it can only happen right now. Let go of the past, for it is just a fading and ever-changing memory, an unreliable thought which is likely causing you suffering. Even if our past thoughts are stuck on, quote, the good old days, we suffer as we are pulled from the present, the only now where life can be lived. Life is simply lived now. Your attitude is your choice, and this is how you are choosing to live your life. Choose to live in love and gratitude, and your future self will thank you. 3. Attention Awareness This is a big one. As I have said in a podcast past, and perhaps it was a Sam Harris quote which goes something like, The quality of your attention will largely determine the quality of your life. We use our attention to frame and reframe. We use it to notice things for which we are grateful. We use it to discern what actions will be most skillful. This is the thing that will make or break us. Our attention, the open awareness we discussed earlier, is the greatest thing we have but we seem to have less and less of it for ourselves as we spend countless hours lost in scrolling, sucked in by the devices whose sole purpose is to keep our eyes glued. Our attention is being used against us, used to fuel the sense of lack which keeps us feeling unsatisfied. We are constantly told that the answers to happiness lie somewhere outside of ourselves. We believe this, and we keep coming back for more. 
If your next mindless scrolling session leaves you wanting something, leaves you with a sense of lack, it is time to put it down and look within yourself. Everything you need is within you. Reclaim your attention and use it deliberately and with care. Now here's the big, easy trick. Whatever you do next, do it with your full attention. Do it with love and with care. Do it as though you may never have the opportunity again. As Sam Harris says, do it as if the person you respect most in the world were watching. Do it as though it must stand the test of time. Even if it is something you have told yourself that you don't enjoy, do it with a sense of pride. Keep your attention focused on this one task and do not worry about what you're going to do next. That will happen all on its own. Take doing dishes as an example. You have just eaten dinner and it is your turn to do the dishes. It is a task which requires attention. We clearly understand what happens when this task is ignored. If left undone, these stacks of dishes will not only clutter up our living space and make a complete mess of our home, this mess will then be reflected in our thoughts and mental state. A constant reminder of our laziness or slothful attitude. You are faced with a choice here. Dread the dishes. Be mad at the dishes. Throw them around in haste until each one has been moderately cleaned and hate every minute of it. Or you may choose to put a different frame on it. Be grateful that you have just eaten and see that this nourishment sustains your ability to stand at the sink. Be grateful for the water running out of the tap. Feel its warmth. Focus all of your attention on this one dish which you are now holding. Wash it with love, rinse, and repeat. This attitude now becomes the attitude of your life. You are now living in joy. Even while eating, take pleasure in it. Be grateful for it. Consider everything it took to get this food onto your plate. How many hands were involved in planting, watering, and harvesting this food. Be amazed by the transport infrastructure that brought this food to you. Be grateful for the person or persons who prepared this food for you. Do not just plow through your meal while thinking about the future or past, or whatever task is next. Be present for your life, which only ever takes place now. Enjoy now. Each bite. It may be the last time you ever taste this. Whatever is required, there is no harm in doing what you are doing now to the best of your abilities. This goes with anything we do. Schooling is another good example. Our focus should not be the degree we'll receive after two or four years. That will all take care of itself if we do this one assignment with full attention and care. We will also learn more and probably have much better results if we take it all one small step at a time. If we rush through all of life's tasks, 
What is it all for? We may find ourselves near the end of our lives wondering where it all went. We had just been waiting until the next thing is complete before truly enjoying the miracle of this life. Then, in a flash, it's all over. Don't cheat yourself. Learn to enjoy every moment. Learn to be present in the now. If you can make these slight shifts in your mental attitudes, you will regret nothing. You will have lived life to its fullest. The quality of your life will meet exactly the quality of your attention now. If you choose to rush through, that's what you'll get. If you choose to be annoyed, that's what you'll get. If you choose to hate, dislike, distrust, that's what you'll get. The energy with which you choose to live your life this moment is the energy you're putting out into the world, and the world will respond in kind. Like finds like. Catch yourself when you get caught up in poor attitudes. Reframe the situation and do what you need to do with gratitude, compassion, and love. Learn what life has to teach. This is how you lift yourself and everything around you. This is the real revolution. But only you can make the choice, one moment at a time. In the words of the late great Ram Das. Be here now. Thanks for joining me. If you find this podcast useful in any way, please subscribe and share on that scrolly thing. Also consider rating and or reviewing as this will help others find us. Check out the website anotherfinger.com for a growing list of books which have been a helpful guide on my journey and which have no doubt contributed to the content of this show. This podcast certainly would not exist without their words. Again, I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen. Until next time, enjoy.